Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick. anything you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. Hmm? How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You go to the border has a lot of bad habits. But only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in a full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for money in the bank. And they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 84. We're running through a little uh, technical difficulties here right now. Door slamming and whatnot. Um but it's it's we're rocking and roll. We're gonna we're gonna make the best we can out of this. Uh, Alex is just getting in here with us shortly, so got a fun show. We've got four different nights of the G1 to talk about. Uh, eight, nine, ten, and eleven here as we're getting to that home stretch. We passed the halfway point. Pretty excited for that. Also, we got to talk Ron Smackdown from last week. Monday Night Raw was was a abysmal quality wrestling show. Um, I'm curious when when Alex gets Alex gets on what his takes were on the show, but I mean they boy did they start slow, uh, kind of ramped up near the end. But you know once again, 
a lot of the same continues to happen with this company, and I just don't know why. But that's neither here nor there. We'll get into that. Also, SmackDown. SmackDown was a little funner. I uh, had a, had a nice little opening match as well. So I mean, it, it's been a, it's been a decent week of wrestling. Uh, Dragon Gate Kobe World 2018 show dropped, and they took it off the Dragon Gate Network before I could watch it. I was really excited to talk about that. Uh, so it looks like we're not getting into that this week, but hopefully, hopefully soon we will get to talk that show because I I was really ecstatic for the the tag title match with uh, Ben K and Big R Shimizu defending the titles, and also the main event with Masato Yoshino and uh, Shingo Takagi. Just watching the uh, the end of this this last oh that was an awesome little counter there, um, fun, fun little matches. Yoshihashi's starting to actually actually show out. <laughs> I'm pretty excited, pretty excited for that. Uh, we got a bunch of news and rumors though coming up right after the first break here to talk about a couple uh, wrestlers passed away this weekend. We'll talk them and the impact as well. Matt Riddle. A lot and lot of Matt Riddle news. So we're going to get through all that. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassemble with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. Yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tuning, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. 
play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Radio back at you. The world is Sylvan, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys remember Sylvan Grenier and his exquisite, uh, I don't even know what the hell is given. He was like a like a European model, I think is what he was doing. And the world was Sylvan. I don't, I don't know how to um, really classify as to what that means or what it should mean. <laughs> Other the world is Sylvan. Um, I'm excited to, to go over these 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 G1 results because we're really getting to that thick of things, the uh, the nitty gritty, if you will, of who's in, who's out. We already have somebody mathematically eliminated as of night ten. Um, usually, everybody's kind of in it until the last couple shows, but that, now that I think about, it, there's actually two people mathematically eliminated already out of Block B. And essentially three, because there's no way that the table is going to break for them where everybody, there's, you know, I'll even look at it right now just for my own well-being because I don't think it's possible. Um, This guy would need all these guys to lose, and that's not going to, yeah, there's not enough people that can lose. (laughs) Like, all these people already had matches. So, you know, we're we're already three down here inside of that block. That's crazy, crazy to think about. It's as crazy as Balloon Okada. Still don't get it. Still have no idea what the hell he's doing. Um, but I do. I did like the way he trolled Yoshihashi. We'll get into that third fall when we talk the G1. But for now, we got some news, rumors, um, things that happened in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we lost a few people. Uh, Grandmaster Sexy was arrested and ended up committing suicide in a police station, which is crazy. Um, really unfortunate for him and, and his family. Um, who else? What am I thinking? Nikolai Volkov passed away, um, I believe, just natural causes. And Brickhouse Brown, uh, he passed away as well. He was a... What's the best way to, to think of Brickhouse Braun? So, so, I mean, Brian Lawler was 46, Brown was 57, Volkov was 70. Uh, Brickhouse Brown, he was, uh, he was in the peak, uh, peak of his career during the 80s. He was a part of a number of places uh, before joining a little bit of the WWF. Uh, he was in hospice in Mississippi, so he wasn't looking too good. Um, so that sucks. And then Nikolai Volkov. Was uh, was seventy when he passed. Uh, I I don't think there was anything like nefarious or anything. He just died in his house in Maryland that he lives in. Uh, WWE said uh, described Volkov as one of the greatest villains sports entertainment had ever seen. I I, I mean yeah you know they brought him in during the Cold War. <laughs> so I mean it 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 definitely uh, it definitely makes it going. Alex on. Alex coming in remotely. What's happening, man? Blog talk is not not going away this time. 
It is. Uh, it's blocking me. It's it's turning my anti WWE new type of emotions invoking through my veins and saying to shut it down. So something is, is crazily happening. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday. What a week uh, in wrestling, though. That's for sure. We we were interviewing uh, Poppy G uh, about the PVC on FS1 that's going to be at uh, the Armory again in August and. Two times during the interview, Elijah got hit with a two-piece and a biscuit and got bumped off by Blog Talk. So Blog Talk's oh, ready man. to roll this week. <laughs> um, maybe you'll get the luck where, like, 20 minutes from now, you'll try it again and it'll also let you sign on. And it's like, hey! It's all excitement. It's like the best <laughs> part about it. Um, but I was just talking that about... That was a whole the, lot of acronyms you just said, by the way. Poppy G, PCB, or... PCB, Armory, or whatever craziness. And, and the big dog. Oh, man, yeah. Big and and I, guess, I, I guess we could bring the boy into it. The boy's got his own sounder now, uh, Alex. I'm like, hey, what's oh, up? Sydney's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hitting the big time. Yeah. Just like a lot of wrestlers in the, uh, in the G1 Climax this past weekend. <laughs> So I I started off the news here, obviously, Brickhouse Brown, Nikolai Volkov, and Grandmaster Sexay. Um, I kind of said my piece, but you came in at the right right time here. You know, sound off anything you want to talk about with the three. I mean, uh, Nikolai Volkov, I mean, I, I such respect, admiration for. He was the heel of my childhood. Um, heck, he was even the... The upstart story, if you will, of my childhood when Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase in the mid-90s and kind of took uh, uh, him when he was poor and living on the streets. I don't know if you remember those old vignettes and stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, brought back Nikolai Volkov and would make him, do, uh, make him do the most insane things with the audience and whatnot. You just felt so bad for him. I don't even know if he ever got his comeuppance or whatnot or, you know, just if he ever got his just dues. But uh, I, I do remember that. Uh, but, you know, just with the awesomeness of the network, you know, watching some of the old matches on, on there with Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and him and, and Sheik, just some, some great, great stuff there. Um, and always heard he was the, uh, the nicest guy who, who uh, had interesting sleepwear um, on the road. Um, Brian Christopher, I mean, it, it's an unfortunate, you know, circumstance, you know, of, of what kind of happened to him. Um, I mean, it, it, it's horrific. I mean, of course, you know, he has a legacy of, you know, um, too cool, you know, with, with him and, and, you know, Scotty too hotty. And, and of course with Rikishi, you know, getting that team over because people forget they were tag champions and they were selling, uh, lots and lots of, uh, tickets and merch. I mean, they, they were one of the hottest teams, you know, for, for that time, you know, right place, right time. That's for sure. And yes, I not because of too cool, but uh, I definitely mess with the goggles over the head for no reason. So um, definitely respect <laughs> enough for that. Um, but also just wanted to say R.I.P. as well um, to Daryl Takahashi. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the other man who used to rock the goggles over the head for no reason. Uh, oh my God, what's no? What, who's the dude who um, who? Mate does robot chicken. Seth Green. Oh yeah, from Can Hardly Wait. Yeah, yeah, Can Hardly Wait. <laughs> so the reason why I know that is because that movie came out. I was rocking those goggles way before that. Then that movie came out, and every girl after they saw that movie pretty much called me Kenny. 
Dang. <laughs> that, was my, that was my C's. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Nikolai Volkov, who instead of the dollar sign, wore the cent symbol on his trunks. <laughs> but he was a million dollar man, yeah. too. <laughs> um, I do want to get into this Matt Riddle thing, because there's a lot. And we've kind of talked a little bit about it. But um, obviously, WWE is interested in bringing in Riddle for the NXT brand. Um, yes. Nothing's confirmed, but I believe that he but might have already signed. We're, we're kind of uh, reshuffled. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he's doing the August fourth and fifth evolve shows, which Makes are sense. you know WWE. Yeah, I mean WWE with that. <laughs> um, he pulled out of the over the top the OTT show in Ireland, which takes place the same week in the SummerSlam. Could be that they debut him at ringside at Takeover. Um, uh, what I mean, I mean, one, one other Wouldn't thing, it be too, cool that they showed him not ringside but in a suite, and you just see smoke coming out of the cracks of the suite, <laughs> and it just was marital. I'm kidding, it, I'm kidding. Um, well, that's which the, begs the question, you know, of course, with his heavy, uh, you know, uh, I would say not awareness, but. You know, like the RVD-ness of the generation, you know, that, that Matt Riddle is, you know, with that aspect to his uh, personal life um, and the WWE strict stance on, you know, marijuana testing, which I hear really isn't even that big of a deal. So, A, do you think they work something in the gods, right, where you're like, hey, just give us money up front for the year, do whatever you want, you know, or, or B, he's going to legit, you know, kind of, you know, slow down and, and kind of, put that life away to see how he can do in the uh, inside the universe. Now I've seen conflicting reports where they're concerned that he has a love for marijuana and he openly, and, and like his openness to it, like he doesn't, he doesn't shy away whatsoever. Um, but I could, I've also heard that he said he'd be willing to, to stop if it meant going to the WWE to get a big contract. So, I mean, take each side for what it's worth. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with kind of in the middle with what you said, but kind of make it more of a look. Just don't show up on any testing and no one's going to say a word to you type thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, when we're going to test, sense, we'll tell you like a week or two ahead of time. So you know like that you're we're not going to throw millions of dollars for this guy to give you 20% of his salary back. Or maybe exactly. that's how you become billionaires. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Speaking of speaking of lots of money, um, something I found very interesting. And this is way random, and I just I don't know why this popped in my head. But um, do you think? And wait, let's go back to Riddle really quick, though. Do you think NXT is the right spot for him right off the bat, or is he a main roster type of guy? No, he's got. I think NXT is you have to because I think he's the guy who everybody's all like, yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, gets really, really into it type thing. You know what I mean? Man, regular Tyler Breeze, he would be. <laughs> Did do you know um, on the pay scale one where Kazuchika Okada would rank if he was in the WWE, and two, how much money do you think he makes from uh, New Japan? I would say he's probably in the upper I would say the upper five percent and he probably makes five point five million dollars just to equivalent to his ma- overall match rating <laughs> median of twenty seventeen. Uh a little yes and a little no. 
Uh, apparently, he makes two point two million dollars. Um, that was that came out uh, beginning of the year when uh, what should we call it? New Japan, I guess, grossed like thirty eight million last year or something. Uh, so okay. he's essentially making like seven percent of their money, which I mean, he's the ace; he deserves it. But I guess he would technically, on a match salary, would be fourth in the WWE pay scale. Let me so, get Orton Reigns. Um, age? I don't. I don't even think AJ is probably there. I think he's maybe over a million. But I'll well, say think, AJ, and then huh? One one Cena, I think, because he makes like nine. That guy still wrestles? Man, I thought he was too busy being in TMZ, the movie. Uh, I, I'm curious to find an updated list of that. Um, Reigns has uh, got to be up there, though, first or second, because then they say he was making rumor like $7.5 million. You know, like, I, what? To get booed? I'll go get booed for that. I mean, Lesnar probably makes money. I bet you Rollins makes a bunch. Yeah. Really, um, man, that'll be. You know what sucks is Samoa Joe probably is nowhere near any of those guys. And uh, judging from the last couple of weeks, he damn near should. And hopefully after SummerSlam, he goes to Vince and says, "Hey, let's renegotiate. I just stole the show and the championship." <laughs> let's go. That's the one thing I am actually excited for about SummerSlam. That'll be that'll be one of the bright second fall. Uh, Matt Riddle SummerSlam. You can't ask for anything better. Yeah. What if it main events too? I mean, I know it won't. It'll be Lesnar Reigns, but wouldn't that be funny? Two TNA guys main eventing. I um, I think it's they're gonna be that. I don't think they're gonna end on Reigns unless you cash in. It's either that or if Rousey's getting the belt, that's how you cap it off in LA. I I a hundred percent. Aren't they in? Are they not in Brooklyn this year? Oh, Brooklyn. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of like two years from now. But in Brooklyn, I mean, that's the thing. You're near ESPN headquarters. That's first take. That's all that stuff. You could be there all day and then go to Raw, you know, that night because you'll be via satellite a la me right now. <laughs> I have I have a weird feeling that they're going to just say screw it and they're going to end with Roman holding the belt high getting booed. Oh, my God. They're going to go, we don't care. We do what we, we have want your here. Money. We have billions with a B. They're like a Star Wars franchise now, just through network television. It's it's like Michael Cole said, but he's the big dog, and he has the biggest reason of them all. <laughs> no! Like, that's a play on because of, you know, when, you know, Seth Rollins accidentally called him the big dong. I mean, is that why they're doing this? That's a rib, right, when they keep emphasizing the big dog with him? No, because remember how much they used to – they, remember the what do they always call uh, Dean Ambrose every waking minute? The lunatic fringe. But the big dog sounds so lazy comparable to lunatic fringe. That's awesome. I bet you seventy percent of the WWE universe had to look up both of those words. <laughs> if if Bobby Lashley won at, at Extreme Rules, does that mean he's the bigger dog? Uh, yes. Yes, it would. You know what's crazy? Samoa Joe faced Bobby Lashley like almost ten years ago. <laughs> when he came, when he when he was the when he when he was the boss and he had Crystal Marshall his wife with him in TNA. Crystal Marshall, yeah, Log Talk is severely being a uh, a <laughs> a firing squad, if you will, 
uh, a couple of Richards. It's, I updated my computer just now as well, and nothing. Thanks, Blog Talk. Uh, Matt Riddle is officially pulled out of the bowl. Trevor Lee is taking his place. Um, somebody said he pulled out because he signed. So it'll be interesting to see if Matt Riddle shows up. Maybe, maybe he did sign. Maybe I usually maybe. for other reasons, but <laughs> apparently the WWE has a <laughs> lot of interest in New Japan Pro Wrestling star Juice Robinson. Yes, yes. Fortunately, though, the feeling is not mutual, um, as he stated in a video after that headline picked up steam. Um, then he probably woke up at Japanese time and was like, no, 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 guys. And then flamboyanted himself out of the room, which was a pretty cool video. Um, but, I mean, don't you think that they, they were going to bring him on just to bury him? I think it's I, – I think – a lot of the time when they when some of these guys get released, I think it is for the reason of bringing them back. Look, you know, look at what it did for McIntyre. Look what it did for Jinder. Yeah. You know, I could see them going, look, you know, you don't think it's working. But but I guess the difference is, is when he was C.J. Parker, he quit. He up and left. He said, this isn't working, and I quit. He took a chance on himself. He did what, like, Sammy Callahan did. He took a, took a chance on himself. Um. They're not Barry. I'm not an idiot. They're not gonna like give them eight hundred thousand dollars. Like, come on, guy. Like, we're we're just gonna bury you. I mean, there there's obviously he has a connection with the fans. He has a look. Um, hell, you can sell all those stuffed animals. I'm, I'm sure New Japan already has. But yeah, the E sees money in him. He's young. You know, he could do. You know, kind of. He could be a tweener. To be honest, because he could have that whole I left Jew aspect. You know, of course he can come in as a face. But, man, do you got a turn on your hands, you know, on the fans and on everyone when you do want to turn that switch. But they go, we can't do that. We're letting Randy do that right now on SmackDown. Hey, at least he looked like he cared a little. Yeah, I was I was actually into that promo. I was like, okay, all right, this, is, this isn't bad. <laughs> Welcome back, Randy Orton 2009. Great to see you. Yeah. Yeah, he's the legend killer, and now you're the legend, huh? Hmm, this is kind of no, cool. No, now you he's know? Mr. Mr. Tongue-in-Cheek after he's doing hand gestures and talking about legacies and uh, and, and dives, as he emphasized dives and did, all did in. Did you see when everyone was like, everyone asked Cody, like, can you believe Randy Orton took a shot at you? He's like, I could care less. Randy Orton called me right now and take a shot, and I laugh about it. You know how many millions of dollars that guy made me before I was twenty five or something like that? Yeah. He's like the dude. He's like he's a smart guy. He knows how to get heat. Look what you guys are doing to me. Exactly. And you know what's crazy is I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more. It's good to see this Orton back because again now he's invested back into that smarmy jerk that we all love to hate, you know, but I think if, if they're smart, he does get another evolution. <clears throat> we'll talk about that later. Uh, but, you know, he gets a group of his own. I think he could be that leader of, you know, a firing squad, if you will, just a bunch of young bucks. It kind of worked. DiBiase just wasn't great on the mic. He was, you know, better than, than some, you know, especially on the roster at that time on the, you know, during that time, but, you know, obviously Cody was the one that outshined DiBiase in that aspect. But I think if he gets the right people, um, 
I think it could be something that could be good. I think if he gets a yeah. tag team on the reserve belt, either like the bar or something generational, even though, yes, they're not the same, you know, race or whatnot, but something like the Usos where he can kind of get them. Cause you know, we know how good they can be when they kind of told that line of, I don't give a ish. Yeah, that would be, that would be a little fun, fun little stable. Uh I was yeah, I mean I was I was invested in it and I actually was was like, okay, Orton, this is this is something we haven't seen in a while and you know, I I welcome it. <laughs> you know, I, I And the five o'clock shadow game on every camera angle was on point, so I mean kudos to, to the production on that too. Um, speaking of uh obviously we'll get into this more when we talk to the G one, but what about <laughs> um what about Tonga Loa basically doing the Taka? for Tamatanga and for Fale, but when he did it for Tamatanga and he's like rapping, rhyming, and he's like, no <laughs> fist cocking. <laughs> and they're like, you on Twitter. I love it. Yeah, what do you think of the whole uh, Tamatanga, Roman Reigns, inter-Samoan type of uh, Twitter war that happened over the weekend? You know, all I got to say is I'm sure that they know each other. So I think it's just, it is what it is. But I tell you what, it's another, it's Roman Reigns is, is now paying attention to Tama Tonga. Uh, Randy Orton's paying attention to the Bullet Club. WWE is acting like they don't care when they really damn well care about New Japan and ROH running a show at Madison Square Garden. I think there's, there's starting, there's, I'm not saying this is anything that they're like to, to like, talk about like oh my god but they know they're there and it's it's apparent because it's it's being i mean how many times on tv do they just they they, either it's just they have the worst camera staff there is but they always manage to show a fan with a with a kenny omega shirt or a bullet club shirt on i was watching nxt i forgot which episode but there was someone like cheering during a women's match and then this camera like zoomed in, and it was just a straight hot topic New Japan T-shirt. And then like the camera stayed on, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then quickly just panned away after like four seconds. So either they're trying to play it off like they don't care, or I mean, whatever you want to say. But I don't know. I think that's what's funny about it is, and I love that Roman Reigns got all like, whatever, man. You got your here's your 15 minutes of fame. And Tomatanga doesn't care. He's dropping every word in the book at him, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I, I still like, you know, the G the G one run is, is something odd. Wow. That was incredible. Um, it's something a little odd still with, with the way they're booking it. But I still, to this day, I'm all in on, on Tomatanga and his swagger and his, just how confident and cocky that dude is. I'm all in on that. I just I wish his in-ring work could sometimes reflect it because I I want him to succeed, but uh, I just I love how how they're taking shots at him on the air like we don't need to cock our fists. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was pretty uh, great. I mean, it was it was it was it was kind of nice to kind of see that you know a little little inter you know promotional beef there. So like like you said, their their eyes and ears are open. You know, tickets going on sale for that uh, dual show at the Garden during Mania Weekend, what, in just under eight days, eight, nine days here. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a damn, damn good time to be a wrestling fan. Shout out to uh, Takamichi Noku who was standing there with Zack Sabre Jr. Like, is this guy really doing my gimmick with his brother? 
<laughs> was, I don't know, that was funny. That was good. Uh, Moose apparently is suffering from vertigo. Belief is he had a concussion in his match with Austin Aries. Uh, Moose Uh-oh. tweeted, came up short. Probably time to reconsider if I still want to do this for a living. Time to make some career and life decisions. Thank you all. And then a peace sign emoji. If something is serious and that is the end of Moose, I, I guess, you know, just like you're Shibata, to go out on, I guess. It's unfortunate. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, is that one of those things where at least you went out and probably had the best match you've ever had? Because I still, yeah. like, I know Aries Moose match didn't get my highest rating, but for what that was, I mean, it, it proved that, that Moose had the ability. He just needed a, a, the right partner. And it also proved Agreed. to me that Austin Aries is one of the best wrestlers alive right now, and he's 40. <laughs> he's if 40, but, I mean, they, that, that obviously doesn't matter anymore with the age, and especially how he's traveling his schedule. Good God alone. Just going to, you know, Bingo Hall, the school gym, to, you know, oh. Toronto, Canada, you know, collecting belts all over. Um, it's, you know, like you said, he's one of the best. So I was excited to see him at, uh, at ROH back in May when I saw that he was, uh, scheduled to be there. I was like, Oh, that's my number two. I've always wanted to see a double. And I was so happy I did. And, you know, if I, if I had pop TV near me, I would probably be watching the TNA on a, on a little bit more basis. I popped when he won the title, what, seven years ago. I was like, it's, it's just due. That's for sure. So. Just something for him to, to, to hang his hat on, if you will. God, it's nice seeing Okada back on the uh, dope match train after what I just watched these last few shows here. It's I, nice to see him uh, and his red hair finally, like, red. It's, like, fully <laughs> dyed now. At, like, 8 o'clock tonight, I went, oh, bleep, I forgot there was a show last night. So I'm trying to watch it while Sydney's going ham, and I'm feeding him, and then I get him to sleep, and I got all the way... Um, I just finished Okada Elgin, and I I had to start that when the show went on the air. Usually, usually I have it done, but I was like, oh my god, I failed. I got to get this watched, otherwise I'm going to be like, ooh. So that would have been like ooh. the pot kettle black. <laughs> um, uh, last two things that I have, and then I'll see you know check if there's anything that you got going. Obviously, with this all women's uh, event. There's there's talks that they still You mean TNA knockouts one night only? <laughs> there's still talk of doing a women's tag team championship division uh, tournament could happen. You think this is something they should do? Because I I think I mean we kind of talked about this, but you think it's going to happen? Yeah. Now is it going to be you know? a tag division per um, per show, or is it something where you can kind of go, you know, show to show like they used to have, you know, with the Universal Champion. He could show up on SmackDown or Raw. I think for now you kind of do it as an interpromotional until it kind of builds a little bit more. But, yes, I think, you know, this can help, you know, I hate the term enhanced talent, but, you know, kind of get a little bit more people over. You know, it's something where you could have a Dana Brooke, you know, and a B-team-like scenario Granted, that would never happen, but, you know, it's just something that I think it's it's relevant. It can make, you know, all, all the women, you know, then, you know, vie for a, another championship. I think any type of secondary belt is needed in that division with how strong it is at the moment and for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I don't uh, know. Last... You sound a little hesitant there, Ryan. No, I just I'm I'm scared they're not going to do it right. Like I think this is a perfect opportunity where, I mean, the it, it's easy to book. I mean, let's look at this. You got Naomi and Lana with their little dancing friendship gimmick. You have mm-hmm. Liv Morgan and and Sarah Sarah Logan. I almost forgot her name. You have Iconics. You Don't have, they have the same gimmick. Though? Probably. You have Sony Deville, Mandy Rose. You got Sasha and Bailey. Um, who else am I forgetting? You got. You could do Natty and Nia. You could do Bliss and Mickey. And if you really want, you could do Charlotte and Becky or something like that. Like there's, yeah. you you have like a perfect eight teams to do this too. And then oh yeah, the Iconics. Who's actually a team? Yep. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, last thing though, I do have any, any and, tandems. Do you think if they have this tournament, do you bring up at least one, if not two, NXT teams? I think you got to bring up what do they call Nick Nick Sanuel, uh, Tegan Knox. I think they're calling her. Um, I think you got to do her and Dakota Kai, the the kicking kicking yeah. machines. They're called. Uh, God, what is their name? They're called like the kicking machines or something like that because they just beat the hell out of people. Um, I'll Google it during the break. I'll do it right now. But, um, you know, I think that's a team you could definitely bring up. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you do something with, like, Jessamine Duke and Marina Schaefer if they can get ready quick enough? I was about um, to say, if they get ready that quick. Wow. That would be interesting. Did it, who just uh, debuted over the weekend? Uh, Marina Schaefer. She was the fourth one because Jessamine Duke signed okay. a little bit after Baszler. Marina Schaefer was the last to come on. She, um, I think she was still doing MMA. She's actually the wife of Roderick Strong, too, which is ironic. Of all what? You mean uh, ironic? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know what else I can't... ironic? Um, I know you don't like him. I know general wrestling population is kind of iffy on him. But Michael Elgin, my gosh. This G1, just like last year's G1, the other American G1 of last year, too. A hell of a tournament showing. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, she, uh, she is just uh, – excuse me. Not, sorry, now I'm, like, trying to find this tag team name. Man, I'm I'm all over the place. Do you think they'll have the jumping bomb angels reunite or have jumping bomb angels do K eighteen or three K uh pop up in this tournament? I I think they're like seventy five. I mean oh hey, Moolah and May did it R I P but then no, what if they do a three K version of the jumping bomb angels? <laughs> um yeah, I don't I can't find their their tag team name. I don't know, but it's something, it was something about freaking, uh, like the kicking squad or something. Anyway, I'm wasting too much time on this. I apologize. That's, that was, fa- I failed right there. Let, let me, let me regroup real quick. I'm like, hey, what's up? And get back and it was a go. Um, a guy by the name of Josh O'Neill tweeted at Cody Rhodes. Did you see this? Oh, yeah, about uh, he bought the tickets to All this In. Awesome. Yeah. So Josh O'Neill tweets at Cody Rhodes, I bought a ticket to All In. From the way things are looking, I'm not going to have enough funds to travel or a hotel. It's literally devastating, but I'm glad I got the ticket because it helps you guys. Take it easy, man, and have one hell of a show. Cody Rhodes tweeted back, what's your budget to get, the, or, to get there and your PayPal? 
And then he said, send you a little something, enjoy yourself. Me and the Young Bucks and the whole crew involved intend to make this count. No wrestling fan should ever miss it. Joshua Neal said, oh, my God, truly feel blessed with what just happened. Thank you guys so much. I cannot wait for all in. I, 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 went, to, I went to Hot Topic today, and they didn't have it in my size, but I was going to buy that American Nightmare Bullet Club with the blonde hair shirt. I was like, man, that's a class act thing to do. Is do you think that's a good thing, or is that just him trying to get good publicity, or is is that like a legit? Hey man, let's help this dude out because we want to make this the best thing possible. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it's all for publicity. Good God, no! I mean, it, it's obviously a nice PR move, but no, I, I think they are genuinely shocked and surprised, and and you know, and and are are grateful, you know, for the response, the overwhelming, tremendous. Uh, response for all in where I, I think this is a good thing. And so them giving back, they're giving away tickets, you know, it seems like every day, almost every, every couple of hours, you know, in random awesome sections. So, I mean, no, they're, they're just trying to get back as, as a thank you. I think it's great. I hope other people, you know, don't try to use it. You know, I, you know, means are different for everyone, but you know, kudos to that guy, you know, that's awesome that, you know, he, he's getting that. Now, will, how many times will they show him on TV, Ryan over under three times? I'm going to go under and just say once. And I think they're going to do it like, I think they're going to show him, but not make a big deal of it and see if the internet finds out about it or he says something. But I, I will say, I will say over and over, like I've, I've become a Cody Rhodes fan. And obviously, you know, I've been a Bucks guy for, you know, a decade, Yeah. but these dudes, <laughs> these dudes, like literally love what they're doing and it's every time that you see something like this it just keeps happening and i hope they succeed tenfold with this i've been in your spot i've Mm -hmm. I've been in your spot being at the hot top and thinking i i just want to buy a cody cody shirt like they're there and then i see like three options and i'm like oh man and then now they don't have my size and i'm like oh man um so cody if you're listening no i'm kidding um i'll be seeing you (laughs) later today weekend um, but no, I, you know, I, I've, I've wondered that, you know, where I'd say a year ago, um, I was not a fan. I was just like, Oh, you know, because to me, he just hadn't figured it out yet. Where obviously over the last, look at, you know, 10 months, I'm, you know, on the train. The last two Russell kingdoms, we, we went, man, Ju- yeah. we, we became a juice Robinson fan because of the match with Cody, because of what juice did. And yep. then this year we're like, God, what a punishment for Kota Ibushi because he doesn't have a contract was my thought. And they had a hell of a match. And I went, wow, that was the best Cody Rhodes match I've ever seen. You know, and then it just yeah. it just keeps going. You know, when I, I you know success follows. I mean, look look at Matt Jackson. He just published published a children's book. Yeah, it, I mean, like success follows, and I think I think the best part about this is like. This makes me personally go, man, these dudes put in the work and put in the effort and look what happens. Like, yeah. I, I think that like every day now with, with, with my shoot job, with how quick I've succeeded in there and, you know, with, with strong style media and where we're at, I'm like, you know what, if we're doing, you know, we got to be all in with everything like this too. And, and these dudes are the proof in the pudding that it works. And, you know, not to turn this into some like, all thing, but it just, it's, it's inspiring, and I'm I'm like God, man. We can do this too, and and these dudes just keep doing it. They just keep doing it now. Yep. God, thousand seat venue in twenty nine minutes and thirty five seconds. 
That just still blows my mind. Russell Radio will be there as well as at StarCast. Look, we're going to be there on Friday doing a show. <laughs> Which, by the way, do you think that guy, his one appearance, like you're saying, is one-off? Do you think he will uh, either be shown during the Hangman Page Joey Janela match or the newly mentioned six-man tag with uh, pretty much the Golden Elite stands at Kenny, meaning the Young Bucks, Bucks and Kota Ibushi taking on the team of Bandito, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio Jr. Here's the kicker, too, where I think you're going to lose your mind, is when we watch this, you're going to go, all right, I know this stuff. And then you're going to go, who the hell is this Bandito guy as he's doing 18 things you've never seen before? Like, you're to stay Phoenix. Oh God! And Phoenix is gonna do every time Phoenix and the Young Bucks touch. It's it's five stars. Like it's just it's like Okada and and Kenny. You're like it just happens. But now here's what when I saw saw this match or you know introduced earlier today. I'm not gonna lie. At first I was like, you're wasting Kota Ibushi and the Young Bucks on that. And then I looked at it again, and I was like, Bandito. I'm sure he's probably gonna be good. Rey Mysterio wouldn't team with anyone douchey. And then, wow, Phoenix against those three? Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, man, this match is going to be bonkers. <laughs> like, this match is going to be bonkers. It is. I, it really is. And, and I was like, this is legit a main event anywhere. But this is definitely has to be well, obviously with the Bucks being in it, but the the talent in that ring, I I don't know who my eyes are going to be on during that match because everything's just going to be everywhere, uh, and I can't wait. There's a there's a crazy uh, I'm I'm, I'm on YouTube. I was going to send you uh, uh the Bandito Ray Horace from All Star Weekend highlights. Ray Horace, for those of you who don't know, is uh Dragon Azteca Junior from Lucha Underground. Uh, but he wrestles a Ray Horace everywhere else. But um, there's a match that uh, got posted four years ago. It's Dan Moff, who was with Chris Daniels in the in the Prophecy, and Sammy Callahan taking on Adam Cole and Bandito Jr. <laughs> I thought that was pre- pretty interesting. But I'm going to copy this link and send it to you so you can watch this during uh, during break here. But um, I'm I'm excited for it. Did you see the buzz of what everybody's hoping the next match they announce is? No, what's that? Obviously, if you put the Bucks and Kota Bushi in there with the, with the Luchas, why not give us Pentagon Jr. and Kenny Omega? Oh, wow. That can't happen. <laughs> How no, fun would that happen? That would kick ass because their their styles are so different. Yes. Like, how do you do that match? I, You know what? I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to go and watch and just scream Cerro Miedo all the time. Like, it's got to be, like, the biggest no-DQ match, like, ever known to man. If they incorporate Plunder in, I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing, that, the last thing that I have was uh, screw you WWE for, for posting the Madison Rain thing. When she got thrown in the coffin, 
and uh, squashed by Sue Young. I got tipped off over the weekend that it was probably due to the reason that she's going to be in the Mae Young Classic. And I said, don't. I'm going to drop that fresh knowledge on everyone's ass on WrestleCast. And then WWE nope. did it this morning. Jerks. <laughs> Hopefully she does better than Marty Bell did last year. Uh, any <laughs> any missions or anything that, that uh, came out over the last week that you wanted to get into? Oh, we didn't. Well, I guess we could tie it. We'll tie it into the next segment otherwise, because there's one thing that involves the next. Uh, Keith Lee. But we can talk about that when we talk WWE next, because I do want to talk NXT. But was there any other other tidbits that you wanted to talk about or you want to move inside the universe after this and and go to break? I think we need to move inside the universe. I need to watch this Bandito versus Steve Payne match because it just sounds intense. My God, I pulled it around him nine times. Uh, Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and music. Listen to the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. I'm here to show the world, I'm here to show the world. Come on, bring it on. I say better watch what I do, better you. 
Alex, uh, I'll ask you this again now that we come back from break. Uh, how tight is Bandito? <laughs> he's he's okay, but he's not as tight as that standing eight count promo. That's for sure, man. Oh, man, I I had to do like eight levels of editing. I added like I I like changed the limiter. Got a noise reduction, a normalizer, an equalizer, all this stuff because it sounded like he was getting held against his will in like the back of a car <laughs> on the original one. <laughs> that's, that's, is that why it sounded so gritty? I was like, man, I was like, it sounds like I'm outside of a boxing gym, ready about to like go merch someone. Oh. Some Funyun. Just watched the uh, the spot where they he chases him around the real the ring. To throw a baby to another bearded guy. He's like, here's a baby. <laughs> and then he when he when he chases him back and he slides in, dude jumps on the top rope and does a light drop to him on the way down. <laughs> and they just gave him the GTS and then shot him in the face as he dead sold fell over. Oh this man, incredible! It sounds yeah, like what uh what. It sounds like what Vince McMahon thinks of uh, thinks of, in- of himself. Unfortunately, <laughs> I watched him uh, announce his Survivor Series team for the Survivor Series Invasion show, and he's like, he was trying to find The Rock for the last guy, and he couldn't find him because The Rock kept walking around outside the ring, and he's like, "Well, number five is uh, uh, The Rock," and <laughs> he couldn't locate him. I was like, dang, somebody tell The Rock to stand still. Damn, Dwayne. Uh, <laughs> Do you know if Dwayne you, showed up in Miami tonight, by the way, with Brock Lesnar? Did he, was he, did, was I don't he know. At, oh. Do you, do you think they do Lesnar Rock? Hey, I figured since you were getting Madison Rain like, tip-offs, I didn't know if you were getting Dwayne The Rock Johnson tip-offs yet. No, no, because that, uh. I, I don't ever ask anyone about Raw spoilers or anything. Hey, man, what's going to happen on Raw tonight? I just kind of watch it and just what happens, happens. I, man, oh, my God, he just gave him the moonstone. Did you, <laughs> did you watch that whole video? No, the Bandito one? Pull that back up, the Bandito one, and go yeah. to... Three minutes and 40 seconds. Um, and and I, I want your live reaction as to what you're about to see here. You said 340? So <laughs> no, but apparently, uh, as we're, we're kind of, and I'm not bagging on Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, but apparently, uh, you know, since we saw so minimal of him this past Monday, as, of course, the McMahon-Humsley family opened up Monday Night Raw, and um, essentially, uh, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, um, he said Vince does not like his appearance. That's why Stephanie and Triple H are kind of more on the forefront over the last couple of years. And oh. says they were the ones that were kind of brokering, um, the, you know, kind of the deals uh, at the upfronts with Fox and, of course, USA. Wow. 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 Again, all rumor and innuendo. Well, kind of interesting if you think about it, because, you know, when you are in that position, you know, I'm sure you could be a little bit. I'm assuming you're watching. That means you're watching. Are you watching this? I think he's watching. Oh, wow. I don't know who's who, but. (laughs) 
Oh, Brandon, that move's been done. I was about to say, he's not, he's not pinning off of that. He's on the top rope now. Oh, nice. I have like three El Banditos on, like, oh, uppercut. Oh, yep, here we go. It's right for the uppercut. I can't wait for this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was like Hangman Page's cool fallaway slam pin during the tournament, which I've never seen, but I was like, that was the tightest move ever. Yeah, I was. I couldn't believe the height he got when he was holding him, too, for that moonsault body slam thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was insane. Follow-up slam, one of my, my favorite man, moves ever. Thanks to Scott That Hall. sixth man is going to be insane. Oh, man. Well, I can't, you know, I'm, it's going to be insane. Coming to an NXT ring near you pretty soon, uh, allegedly. Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. That match came in, on right after that link you sent me. <laughs> in, oh, God, that match was incredible, too. Just just go on a YouTube binge of, of PWG, and you'll be there for hours of all the insane oh, stuff. Man. But is this bad that they may fast-track Keith Lee? I mean, yes, good for his career, but, you know, kind of we talked in the chat, like, there goes limitless Keith Lee. I, I I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I think they see something in him. They they know he can get the audience behind him. Yes, he has an entrance and a phrase, a la, albeit maybe not so glorious, but I think he can overcome that with kind of his uh, persona, with his you know connection to the audience, where you know one uh, one rude member uh, couldn't, can't get a, a cross, apparently, since he's feuding with the Mojo Rowley. But that's for something entirely later. Um, but I think with Keith Lee, I, I think that is a smart move. I think you just kind of, a rich, you know, get him with the fan base of NXT, kind of build that hype up, and, you know, maybe by the end of the year, by, by the Rumble, uh, you, you bring him up to the main roster because that guy can work any which way. And if they're hurting for heels, that guy could be that big beast uh, and then could essentially could be a WrestleMania showdown with Braun Strowman, your two big bad behemoths, your king of the monsters, your battle of the of the true beast in the ring, and 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 there you go. That that's money written all over. Uh, the thing that scares me about this is, you know, so he's going to come out, and obviously he'll have his boxer robe on gimmick. If they, That's the one thing is, are they going to say, well, you can't use that robe because Sony Deville uses it? Which, if so, okay, I get it. I think it is what it is, but I understand somebody else using it. But yeah. are they going to make him wear a stupid-ass outfit like Chris Hero has to wear because they, they don't have Chris Hero wrestle without a shirt on? And he's lost weight. But the funny thing is that thing that he wears makes him look like he's gained weight. Um, oh, terrible. I would say no. I think it's part of his demeanor. I, I don't think you get rid of that. You know, like the authors of paint, they hide behind body shields. <laughs> like, it's just... WWE has a knack for doing that if they don't like their body. They make them... I mean, you know... You Why don't at, they make them a tactical unit? Why isn't that the new shield? If you want to get Roman Reigns over... Him and AOP just wrecking shop. Who's who do you think like? And this this isn't this isn't trying to like say anything malicious or anything, but probably you know you look at the women's division example. The 
the smallest women wrestle in the most scantily clad outfits possible. Like Sasha Banks, like wrestles in underwear. Then you look at you look at Natty, who's just built, and Nia Jax, and they wear like full freaking body suits. Like, WWE has a knack for men and women covering these people up. Roman Reigns does not have a defined upper body except for his arms, and he wears a freaking tank top and a shield, like a, a, a vest. And that's their, that's their money guy. Wait, are you saying, I, saying that WWE figurines have been lying to me? They've been making <laughs> his chest look all out and jacked. And, I mean, look at what he was in NXT. I mean, yeah, he's definitely in shape, but he doesn't look like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. And look no, what he's wearing. To be honest, to be fair, no one can look like those two. Like, <laughs> you know, them standing look, together last Monday, I was like, well, I give up as a man on this planet. <laughs> look at look at even Dean Ambrose, who doesn't have – he just has a normal body. He wrestles in a tank top. Like, all these dudes that yeah. aren't, like, chiseled. You know, and the women too. They yeah, put him in the. Old... To be fair, he's more chiseled than than John Moxley was. That's for sure. Oh God, yeah. But even in even in NXT, he didn't wear he wore trunks and a, no shirt. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I can't. Oh. I can't picture that at all. You know, it just it's it's weird. Like, you know, they they make you know they have Carl Anderson wearing tights. I don't think I, I. A part of me thinks maybe he just decided he wanted to do tights instead of trunks, but maybe they went. Your legs aren't big enough for trunks. You got to wear tights. Do you honestly think though that if they put a shirt over him, that that'll ruin him? I mean, that's not a legitimate concern. No, but I think it's just like when you look at Chris Hero, like I can't take him seriously when he's wearing this butt ugly 1980s Diego Padres looking jersey. Well, the theme song doesn't help either. He, I mean, he looks and he comes out like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. And in a company where it's about the entertainment and the character, yeah, look does matter. And the way you make these guys – like Samoa Joe's like the 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 one example to it all. Like, look at look at Big Dave. It ever... took him 19 years to make it there, though. And then I'm like, oh. Guess we got to get some more Joe's on there. The second they brought you know, kind of taking a seat. The the second they brought up Sanity, Big Damon was wrestling in a t-shirt. Hey man, that's too much hair for mainstream though. To be fair, <laughs> look, look at for while, back, look at for a while they had one of the Usos wearing a t-shirt. We got I mean, to sell not, that merch, man. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, look, you know, counter, counter. We gotta reach those hot topic levels. We gotta have those Usos wear the ish on their uh, on their shirt. And, and I'll take all those reasons, and I'll continue to fight them because it's just, it. Wow, then it must be just the biggest coincidence of all time. Then, boy, it just so happened. These people to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's just ah, I think that's something that scares me. And I don't think it necessarily affects effects, but I don't know, man. I just I don't. As long don't as he know. doesn't come out like Mr. Hughes, I'm fine. That's what that's what worries me is they come out like a Mr. Hughes esque type character. I think what makes them shine um, is is just him being him. Like yeah, this is me. I'm going to wreck shop, 
and then b- bounce you out of the ring just with my shoulder blade. And, and I think, too, kind of like you mentioned, he's good enough that he's going to get over. If they just let him get on the mic. Yeah. What they finally found out with Braun, even though it's in a weird, wacky, kooky manner, um, I think Keith Lee can go the opposite route, be that more serious. You know, he, he can be a D-bag, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. I mean, you can have that arrogance, if you will, and people could see it however which way they will. And I think that's where Keith Lee can kind of, you know, kind of prosper a little bit more. With Braun Strowman, as we're, you know, unfortunately aware of week in and week out lately, is kind of in at the moment. And, and that's the other thing. You know, you mentioned Braun. That's another guy. You know, that's another dude who's Who got a little a shirt, by the way. And he's My wrestling God. in a... Or, yeah, and they yeah. still him wrestling in a T-shirt. <laughs> that guy's more jacked than Roman. I'm like, man, like... I saw one picture of him and uh, Rockstar Spud or whatever gimmick, Drake Maverick. They were, like, fishing or something, and he was just like, I was like, good gosh. Good for you, man. Good for you on that Tinder profile. <laughs> man, he's he's just, uh, I don't know. He's he's the monster in the bank. Let's get him into Anyway, um, <laughs> I, do want to, I do want to talk one more thing about NXT. And I want to get your thoughts on this. And I kind of want to just bring this up because I was the guy who was an advocate of this guy a year or two before he even came into NXT. He was a dude that I thought was going to go the route of Marty Skrull and end up in New Japan. And he ends up in WWE instead. Uh, The former Tommy End, Aleister Black himself. He loses the title on NXT. And I'll tell you what, I didn't see why everyone liked the match so much. I mean, it wasn't bad, but like it didn't like I didn't go. Oh my god, that was tremendous! It was not the Gargano matches, that's for sure. But I think just I think what ruined it too was them spoiling it. You know what? A week or so out before it was aired, um, I think that kind of deflated it for me a little. But just kind of seeing Champa, uh, the new NXT uh, champion. Just kind of, you know, with that approach of him knowing him winning it. But also, I was watching the match, Ryan, in a way of, wow, they really just don't know how to book Aleister Black as champion. And something just happened with that connection to the audience where it just falls flat now. Um, Yes, he's talking a lot more. And to be honest, the stuff I've seen over the past couple of weeks leading up to this match, pretty good. I thought, wow, this is genuinely a takeover match for Brooklyn this is money, and then for for them to do it, you know, three weeks out, kind of a head-scratcher, but obviously set up for a rematch or possibly where we're going the triple threat route. Gosh, is Vince finally watching that product? Let's hope not, but let's be real. That's where it's going to go in Brooklyn. But, yes, I agree. I mean, it wasn't the barn burners that we've seen with, you know, Gargano and Almas or, you know, even Gargano and Ciampa, you know, in Chicago. Um, which I thought was a hell of a match and a, a, a brutal ending. But I liked how Gargano, you know, it was him, the reason that he won the title. You know, I liked the uh, breaking down of this character and his wife, you know, kind of pushing him. So I was like, hey, I got my own thing to deal with. I'm going for the, you know, the NXT Women's Championship. I like how he's kind of in that lone spot at the moment after dealing a year of crap with Ciampa, hell, even when he was on the shelf you know, striving to get that big win. So I think it's, you know, kind of playing onto something. 
Um, and yeah, and, and as we discussed, Black has been, we don't know if it's horribly booked or just what's going on, but just that character being the hottest thing, people saying, wow, match of the year with him and Velveteen Dream last fall to, huh, he's world champ to, huh, that was a match to where are they going to go to him dropping the belt. So that's and, the real question in all this. Where, where does he go? And I think he's main roster bound. I think he comes up after SummerSlam. I think they did the three-way to give Ciampa a lengthier reign, and then at whatever they do for the Survivor Series takeover, the War Games, maybe that's when Gargano wins the title from Ciampa, or they wait till Mania. I don't think they'll go that or long. Or maybe though. they never give him the title. How about that? I mean, you could do that, too. I mean, and it wouldn't be bad. But, like, you look at you look so at this match. Black coming up, what? He's just the gangrel of this generation? No, but I think the main roster where it's more character-driven, I think he succeeds better than where NXT, yes, the characters mean something, but it's all about the storylines, and he just never got the storyline going. So I think that's where the main yeah. roster... I think he. I don't think he's going to get no way Jose on the main roster. You know what I mean? Like I think he's going to succeed. <laughs> but but like even you look, you look at this match. No you, way Jose. Do you build him strong right off the bat? Like how do you book this yeah. guy? No, he he goes undefeated for two months or whatever. Yeah, he comes in Does and he go quiet again. Uh, you don't have to have him talk. Just have him go out there and kick people's heads off. That's all you need. But like where, where I was going was. On on this this match with with Champa and Alistair Black, the focus of the match was Champa and Gargano. Black wasn't even the focus of his own match. He doesn't headline the pay per views. You know he's no. he's undercard. Every, he never he's never headlined a show as champion. You know so he had an unforgettable hit. Like he had a main roster spot then. He. He had an unforgettable title defense against Eric Young on a on a on a weekly show that no one talks about. I mean, he, he, his his <laughs> defense happened? against Sullivan was marred with a missed kick that Sullivan sold. Like yeah. it's just not it's not a good title run. It just it just wasn't. I mean, in his match with with almost was fine, but almost was on fire at that point. You bring him to the main roster and he's got a clean slate. That's the thing. That's the advantage of that. Yeah, man, he's 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 gonna have a nice young fan. Well, that sounded weird. He's gonna have a good fan base, that's for sure. Um, like you said, where it's more character driven along those lines. Um, but I mean, well, let me ask do you, you think he's that rare instance where you know he kind of ends, you know, kind of slow, not slow, but you know, he ends. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting uh, how he brings them up, or if they try to build them up before that main roster spot. I, I, I don't know. Same thing you did with Ember Moon. <laughs> Ember Moon is working. I don't. I don't think Ember Moon is failing. And if you look at it, the last thing she did in NXT was she jobbed to Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And is she, like she's not in like the most glamorous feuds right now, obviously on Raw. But to be fair. Everything she done has has done has been fine, and nothing's hurt her. Mm-hmm. That's what she lack is just get him on there and get him winning and get him over with the crowd, and then organically let it fall into place. But what <laughs> I do want to ask you is, 
is Aleister Black the worst champion in NXT history for that title? Is he the worst NXT champion ever? Wow. I mean, let's break down the lineage. I think I, if you want to try, if you want to pull it up, I think I can do this off memory. Um, there might be a couple. I think I know it for the most part. So let's let's start at the top. Seth Rollins won the tournament and beat uh, what's his name, uh, Jinder Mahal. Rollins Rollins better what? champ than hey, Alex. Whoa, whoa! Explain that history. No, I'm kidding. I totally forgot that was the first uh, the the finals there for the championship. Yeah, then he, then he kept swinging the belt around like he did when he was Tyler Black. That bastard. Um, oh. But I mean, I I would say he had a better title run than than Alistair Black. Do you agree? Uh, I would say so. Yes, for about four months here, five months. Bo Dallas. Definitely did. Bo Dallas, I think, had one of the best title runs in that company. He was so over. Which I still don't get. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. It was just he had but charisma. I, but I wasn't watching NXT at that time, I guess. But he held that he, title for a pretty long time. Did you, you have the history up? Yes, yes. And you also <laughs> forgot Biggie Langston, who was the second NXT heavyweight champion. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Big E beat Rollins, and then Bo Dallas beat Big E. Big E had a great five run. Nine. He was he Big E had it for five. Yeah, from December he of twenty twelve to May. He did the the five put you down for five five, and he would make them count to five. That was oh, a little like right. crazy. And he was clapping right. smoke or you know LeBron powder. Bo Dallas had it for like a year. He didn't he he like went he went heel and then went sixty one days yeah. Well, it was great though because he won it as a heel. He was CM Punk, and then he dropped it as a or he won it as a face and lost it as a heel. He he had so many defenses and such a good run that he changed characters, and that's when he started the believe thing, which was super over in NXT, and then it yeah. But he loses it to Neville. Neville had a great run. Wow, he held that for almost a year, too. Jeez. Um, Neville then loses it to Sami Zayn, which I know people are going to go, well, Sami Zayn had a worse run. No, I think Sami Zayn had a perfect run. That's a guy who's better chasing. You don't want Sami Zayn to be the champion. He's like a Tommy Dreamer where he doesn't need the belt. He knows that. And, and that was the perfect get, transition for Kevin Owens. That's what all yeah. that title win was for. And, and and Sami Zayn is a guy where nobody's going to criticize for not having title run. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, he never yeah. had a title run. He's he's a guy who was great in that role. Obviously, yes. Kevin, I think his run was totally fine, was good. He loses to Finn Balor. Balor had a fine run. Um, Balor drops it to Samoa Joe. <laughs> Look at those names you just said. Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Uh, Joe beats Balor. Joe's first title run was awesome. Now, here's what I'll say. Maybe we can make talk. Uh, so then Nakamura beats him. Joe beats Nakamura back. And then, like, two weeks later, Nakamura wins the title in Japan against Joe. So, like, maybe that, like, 14-day or whatever it was title run that Joe had might have been right there with Aleister Black. But in the context of why they did it. I mean, yeah, that doesn't really... Yeah, I agree. And it was you. You because wasn't it like in Osaka when Nakamura? Osaka, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what that was for. So, 
so yeah, so we null and void that. So now you get rid of Nakamura. Nakamura loses it to Bobby Roode. I would say maybe Bobby Roode might. It's not as long as Roode's, but it, it, it's kind of up there. Here's my counter to Bobby His best match in WWE and Hideo Itami's best match in WWE were against each other. That was one of the. Yeah. That was one of my favorite matches in in those those lineage. That was and Chicago, Bobby, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was in May. Yeah, that was the uh, the Dunbar. But that was also like the first good Hideo Itami match in like years, through injuries and mismanagement. So, so okay, so so we'll take Rude's run and we'll we'll stick yeah. that on the wall. So, so we got Rude's wall on the run. Rude loses it to McIntyre. McIntyre had an interest. Um. Maybe you could stick. We'll stick McIntyre's on the wall too. Almost, yeah. almost had a this run. I have no beef with anything. Almost did, and then now we go Alistair Black and then Champa. So, if if we were to compare Alistair Black, nine days for Alistair Black's reign, ninety-two for McIntyre, um, from Nakamura to Rude, which again isn't too much. It's fifty-seven days, but Rude to McIntyre was about eight months. So I mean. That's that's a pretty damn good feud that now that or uh, rain, but to me the matches never resonated. But the matches were better than what he's had since he's been on the main roster, though I will say that. And if if you were to take Aleister Black's best match in his title run, whichever match you want to pick, I don't care. Well, I don't think any ooh. of them were better than Rudatami. Agreed. Agreed. So that leaves me to McIntyre and Alistair Black are probably the two worst NXT champions. And those are two of the wow. best workers. Isn't that crazy? Like breaking oh, it down like that is, is if McIntyre didn't get hurt, not saying that's that what caused that's what caused the um the the you know, the reasoning why he lost the top of Almas was the finish. But I, I think um, who knows, you know, if he were to chase Seth or almost again, if they would have got that rematch, you know, but hey, who knows, maybe we wouldn't have gotten Gargano almost then, which would have been a shame. Everything that I heard was the reason he dropped it to almost is because Vince wanted him on the main roster. So if anything, the injury just slowed him from getting on the main roster. Wow. Uh, which to be fair though, obviously you mentioned Gargano almost, which probably would have happened. Had the injury not happened, maybe we wouldn't have got Ziggler McIntyre. Yeah. But that now that now that we're talking this out, I wonder if that's why I don't know if the timelines match up, but I, I think they do. I wonder if that's why they had Dolph Ziggler walk out when he dropped the the US title and just left. Is because they were gonna have him come back with McIntyre then. Such a detective. Uh get it. <laughs> So, but that was just my little NXT I wanted to talk about. Let's only two uh, two-time champs, NXT heavyweight champs. Yeah, and they traded it. it that's the crazy part. It was Joe and Nock because yeah. they traded it with each other. It's kind of like yeah. ROA. We never got a two-time champion until uh, Aries did it. I think. I think Aries was the first two-time, and then Adam Cole's the only three-time. Wow. Yeah, because. I think Jay Briscoe's a two-time, and then Jay Lethal's a two-time also. I, I got to think about it. I used to be able to do the entire lineage of the ROH title. Maybe that'll be something that's a quiz me on something. we got to do wrestling trivia again. Speaking of wrestling, yeah. um, 
we, we're um, we here at Strong Style Media. We're going to be potentially starting another wrestling show each and every week. Uh, two of these a week. We just got to figure out what we're going to do, when we're going to do, and why we're going to do it. But we still need to get to you. I have another draft idea in mind I want to do with with uh, Alex and I. Um, but we also need to get you our mid mid year award show because we're going into August now. So I'm I'm proposing <laughs> to you, Alex. Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, one of those days, if you're free, we should do it this week. I'm calling you out on the spot right here. I am home this weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, girl. Maybe you'll see us Friday. Standard time. WrestleCast Radio. Mid-year award. All right, we may be here Friday. We're going to try to make this work for you. But let's Uh, knock this. Two-thirds of the year award show. It's all New Japan. One CML show. As well as three slam anniversaries, one ROH, and a G1 Long Beach special match that will live in our hearts forever. Uh, let's not forget Masashi Takeda and Asami Kadoka from Big Japan June that, 20th. <laughs> yes, was that the uh, the light bulb match? I was just going to say the light bulb match. The uh, Japanese the dev- bulb match. All right, man. I, you know, I went back and rewatched it like a week ago. And there was still points when I was popping, like, oh, I didn't recognize, realize they did that. God, that match was good. Like, that match gets so better for me. Ishimori and, and Hiromu Takahashi is in, on your list? God, yeah, that's on my list. Sorry, Deathmatch. Dude, if you look at my awards, I have, like, 30 matches on my match of the year. I still need to, Jeez. like, go into like, I, I'm going to get it to 10 because we had 10 nominees you need last to show, year. You need to show Sydney like like five-minute clips of each match and the best responses go on. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know he's your son. When By the way, today, what a folly and Makabe's match happened, and Makabe came out, fuck you, it is middle fingers out. Sydney <laughs> looks at me and goes, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, somebody's going to die, buddy. <laughs> Here comes Togi Makabe. Oh, man. No, I thought he was Under- talking about Bray Wyatt's career. Oh. Oh, damn. Apparently Bray Wyatt had a match at a house show with Kevin Owens over the weekend. Ooh, that would be awesome. You remember we were teased that match like a year and a half ago. We're like, that's going to break records of wrestling <laughs> Marx's hearts. And then it never happened. Oh. Um, so let's knock out this universe crap so we can get to the G1. Um, okay. But Raw, we obviously kind of already talked about it. I want to get your opinion. Evolution is a mystery. I texted you and I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. R.I.P. Lemmy. Do you think they're doing this the right way? Or when she said 50 superstars from now, then, and forever, because they obviously had to use that stupid-ass catchphrase in there. <laughs> like, it didn't even, like, grammatically make sense. 50 women from now, then, and forever. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, English, proper no. English doesn't work. And then, and then Michael Cole, the big dog, and the women of now that in front, like it's, now you got him saying it, and it's like it's like a parrot. Um, Buzzwords. Is well, yeah. this right idea of having fifty women on the show 
does this mean one, they already know the 50 obviously that are going to be on it. And two, are they going to shoe on in a battle Royal and a, a six way? And is it just kind of like, come on guys. Oh, it's it's going to be multiple, multiple uh, matches of like 10 on 10, but the main event is ah. going to be your classic 20 on 20. No, um, obviously a battle Royal. It's, it's just unfortunate that, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm intrigued on who they're going to get. If they're going to bring back, you know, is, is a Lunger Blazer going to be in it? Like, is, is it, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm, I'm intrigued. I like the idea of possibly a Mickey James and Trish Stratus match since she was like, Hey, let's, let's go again. You know, I think that would be an intriguing matchup that, you know, people of our era, you know, we, we remember that feud, that WrestleMania 22 moment, um, you know, between them. And, you know, that was just such an interesting year that they had <laughs> so many twists and turns and smells or what have you. Um, it was just amazing. Um, so that would be awesome. But yeah, you know, there's going to be at a battle Royal, but you know, there's also going to be like a 10 on 10 match. The it's, 10 of it, now versus the 10 of yesterday. Oh, man, that's going to be... <laughs> you know, and if you're going to book Trish in a match, why not have her wrestle like Charlotte? Do you want her against Charlotte, or do you want her no. against, like, a Sasha? Yeah, look, okay. So, like, storyline reasons Charlotte makes the most sense because of how well they built her. But you're right. Yeah. Like, we've grown to realize that Charlotte's not... She's not the best woman they got, you know. She's no. she's Sasha. You know, Charlotte actually. Did you see the thing she said where she's she feels she's better as a heel than a face, and she wishes she could redo her first year in WWE because she felt that she was the weak link in all those Sasha matches. Yeah. Wow. I didn't hear that, but no. I mean, that's that's. I like her honesty. It was a very interesting year, that's for sure. I mean. And she's improved, obviously, you know, dramatically, and, and she is good. I just think there's a lot of other stuff that's happening. I think, you know, the the, the fame and, and the admiration where she didn't get that, as she stated, that first year because, you know, she wasn't on the top of her game, where, you know, finally she became the queen, and, and it was just such a believable character where then on SmackDown. It's the total opposite, and she's blundered like Randy Orton's blunder when they're like, what do we do in this situation? I'm not like this, and and they craft their character on how it should be, and and they're just lost in a rut. But here's another match. Why not a Lita-Becky Lynch match? I'm not the biggest Lita fan, but I I think uh, the the Lucha meets kind of a last kicker. I don't think she could wrestle. Could be good. Oh, she can't wrestle anymore? Yeah, I think she's got, like, neck problems like No, she wasn't. Oh, she commentated. That's right. Yeah. But Damn no, you're like, that. That makes sense. Like I was gonna say, Lita, uh, Lita and Sasha. Sasha wasn't, or yeah. Lita wasn't. No, but that's I like think, that's. A, I just think Sasha like, and Trish could be good, just to again to their conflicting styles. But I think Trish can can like calm her down easier and quicker than some of her opponents over the last couple of years. You know what I would love to see for Sasha where she's not like if Sasha were Trish, I think she's got to carry Trish from, you know, Trish just not being in there as much as she used to be, obviously. And, you know, Sasha's, Sasha's very good. There's, there's a reason that day one, 
like for me personally on NXT, she was the one I gravitated towards first because I saw she was the best wrestler. And usually, you know yeah. that those are the ones I gravitate to. That's why I'm, I'm one of the you know one of the only big proprietors of Machine Gun Carl Anderson is because he's one of the best workers they have. They just don't use them. That's why I love Gargano and Pete Dunne and guys like that. Sasha's that. She's she's the best. One. I I I put her on par with Asuka. I really think she's that good. And it just depends on the dance partner and how much she has to she has to do things for. And if they didn't mm-hmm. have such a sour relationship as we saw with the glow thing, I would have loved to see Sasha wrestle awesome Kong. Oh, wow. That, that would be is... meant. Yeah, you could build that beautifully. Because <laughs> Sasha Banks is like Rey Mysterio. Just beat the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm going to bump my ass I can imagine her being flung from like every aspect but, of that ring she, inside she, and out. You know, and let me let me let me paraphrase. Not Ray Mysterio. Let me say Shawn Michaels. She's somebody who is good working somebody bigger than her because she knows how to play to their strengths mm-hmm. while still doing meaningful attacks that don't make the bigger like when she works Naya, she's not doing mm-hmm. shit to Naya. Excuse me. She's not whatever. She's not doing shit to Naya that makes Naya look bad for selling it. She's doing attacks to yeah. Naya that still makes Nia look good for putting it over. You know, unlike yeah. when people put Braun to chin lock and he sells it. You know, Sasha's good at that stuff. And, you know, it, it resonates to me the same way of how good Gail Kim was with, oh, my, there we go. I want to see oh, Sasha yeah. Banks Gail Give me that. You want to give me something? Give me Sasha Banks Gail Kim. Ooh, ooh, well, man. unfortunately, she has declined any invite yeah. if there would be one. Man. That would be dope, though. Oh, Tim and Kong so back in the day, that was oh, impact wrestling. Anything with Kong. Look at how wow. a match Gil got out of Taryn Terrell. Taryn Terrell. Taryn Terrell. Who's who's <laughs> the chick we up through McIntyre? Taryn Terrell. Taryn Terrell. <laughs> oh man. I still people still tell people about like dude my buddy's got a story about this guy that used to play for the Bears. I still think that's the funniest thing ever because that's like the biggest like when I when I take that David Terrell story in a nutshell and I think about it, I go, there's no humanly way possible that something like that ever happened. That's how crazy it is. Therefore, I have to tell every <laughs> human being because I'm like, you're never it happens. People be like, okay, and I'm like. That doesn't blow your mind that this happened. Like that doesn't. No, God, you guys are idiots, and I just walk away. But in my mind, when I go tell that story, I'm like, dude, you gotta hear the story I was told. It's like when we found out that we we managed Nail's daughter. Yeah. Still gonna tell Bruce Pritchard at podcast about. Or 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 when um oh gosh yeah uh maybe we should track her down we should interview her um. <laughs> No joke. Um, what if, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, you totally lost me. I had something really great, but go on. You had me at Nail's daughter for some reason. I was like, no. You had me at Nail's daughter. <laughs> I think about that. Oh, my God. That was, I, I cannot wait to tell Bruce Pritchard about that, but no, I just, anyway, getting back on track. Hey, do you think like, it ran in the family? Uh, with a uh, that they couldn't work. 
I forgot her work rate. No, I don't think she was that good. I think she just leaned a lot and said she was tired. That <laughs> sounds familiar. I mean, there was we had like we had like forty one people on that overnight stuff. I remember one of the last nights before before Black Friday when like somebody went and got Taco Bell for everybody, and Taco yep. Bell didn't screw up the order, which blew my mind for one, but two, it was like ninety four dollars, and there was like twenty five people just eating Taco Bell in this small breaker. But I walked in there and I, I wanted to say, was the- that me? Was that me and Bruce Yang? No, because it was it was the it was the the overnight we was ran. It, it might have been because it was when we had like D'Angelo and uh, Tim. Yeah. And Nail's oh, daughter. Shout out to Tim. Uh, what was his name? Tim Woods. Was that his name? I have no idea, but he just got shouted out on yeah. WrestleCast Radio. When, that's how that's this, how important we thought of Dispatch Monday Night's uh, Raw, everybody, on the 23rd of July. Jump into electronics, and I'm like, and Tim was my line cue, and I was like, Tim, the next dude that jumps this line, you need to go all boys in the hood on their ass and keep yeah. them in line. And he goes, all right, Ryan, I got you. And this dude tries <laughs> to walk on the ES the security thing to get farther in line and he goes man hell no homie and he like holds him back and everybody starts clapping like all right tim like all like the moms <laughs> he's like oh hell yeah Ryan, i got you now <laughs> meanwhile chris Katz is just telling the wrong computers to people and i have to mark them down now no snow globe you lost some money on those yeah yeah they were selling the wrong they like people would come up with the tickets and they would the guy was like, they had a ticket for one laptop, and they're like, I'll take three. And Kasson's like, all right. He'd sell him three. I'm like, why did you sell that guy three? He's like, well, he had a ticket. I'm like, you had a ticket for one, you dumbass. So now he's a computer. Anyway. We, coming to Strong Style Media, Tales from the RS. <laughs> so we, 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 get, all we, all we get a new employee every week, and we talk <laughs> Bloomington, <laughs> Minnesota. I'm not kidding. I think this is what we do. I should call. I'll call Elijah right now on air. I don't have any shame. <laughs> Elijah. I mean Isaiah. Dang it. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby. The B team defeats the leader of worlds. I want a star in a quarter. Well, I thought we were going to New Japan. Oh we're, yeah. Well, let me. I'll <laughs> <be done. laughs> I just wrote jobbers. I don't know who. I don't remember who they wrestled. Do you remember who they wrestled? I probably would say Jobbers as well. Yeah, star and a quarter. Um, we're we're Sasha talking Bay- about the leader of worlds, right? As the Jobbers. Yeah, Sasha and Bailey defeated them, and then they they like fake kissed. Um, Natty defeats oh. Mickey James. I want a star and a quarter. Mojo Rawley okay. defeats Tyler Breeze. I want one and a quarter. I did say to myself, yeah. I wish Mojo Rawley for his like how hard he tries was a was a better wrestler. That was the most thought yeah. I gave to that match. Uh, Finn Balor defeats Drew McIntyre. I went two and a quarter. The minute it started picking up, we got interference because guess yeah. what? We're into a tag team match. God damn you, WWE. Excuse I me. I was so damn disappointed, but at least I thought it was a pretty good tag match. But, yeah, as, as you, you hit it right on the nose, I was getting up from my couch thinking, Wow, this is the match I've I've needed on Raw for a long, long time. 
and then just the DQ, and I'm like, really? Tag match, and then ding, 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 and we'll be right back. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? But it was the still hell? good. It was a fun little tag match, though. Was but McIntyre looked strong. He looked good. Uh, Balor, you know, he, I thought he was picking up tremendous steam until, of course, the aforementioned uh, <laughs> the firing squad gimmick. See, they are watching uh, New Japan. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say they're watching Impact with the way they do Gargano and uh, Ciampa <laughs> and because they're doing Eddie Edwards and his gimmick. But uh, uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor defeat Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. I went two and three quarters. Uh, Ember Moon defeats Liv Morgan. Time out, time out. Go back to that last match. What would Jen grade the match and or the winners of that match? Uh, eight stars. And then she would make yeah, some, like, ab? yeah, perverted comments about Seth Rollins. Whoa, whoa. Should we, should we call her and ask her? No, no. Ember <laughs> uh, Moon defeats Liv Morgan. I went two stars. And then Bobby, uh, Roman Reigns beat Bobby Lashley. I went two and a half. Whatever. She beat her was three perfect. weeks out of four, by the way. Ember Moon beat what? Liv Morgan that. That's insane. Yeah. And what was funny about it is they're like, after the nefarious acts from Sarah Logan and the Sarah Logan match, Ember Moon has decided she finally wants Liv Morgan, and it's next. I'm like, finally? She just beat her ass like two weeks in a row like this? And that's why like, I hate this company. <laughs> um, we go to SmackDown. We already talked about the promo. Andrade Cien almost defeats Rusev. I went two and three quarters. almost went three stars. Like, uh, fun opener. I, I liked how um, it kind of started. Uh, Zelina Vega, though, uh, tremendous interaction with Lana, um, as per usual, over the last week um, via also social media. But, um, no, I thought this was uh, a fun opener. Showcase almost a little bit more uh, quicker than, than what I thought, but we got the in-commercial action. But uh, I, I liked the dissension with Rusev Day. Uh, I liked how the fans were, were kind of pro almost in this. Abarusev still getting a lot of love. The only thought that I had after this match, though, Ryan, is I was very happy that they didn't start almost in a feud with Ty Dillinger for the usage and the power of 10. Dang. That would have sucked nuts. So I'm very happy they have him with Rusev at the moment, leading into something hopefully very, very big um i was i was into the zelina vega getting on the apron and the two of them doing the lij or i should say los and Nobles because they you know he did start it uh yeah cory Graves, oh he's trent kilo cole mm-hmm. or phillips or whatever like okay thank you uh but shout out to shout out to lana too she she takes the bump and then sells and then immediately like Changes her whole selling. She's like, oh, I better sell the actual bump bump. It's like, oh, like, damn, come on, Lana. Oscar <laughs> uh, defeats Billy Kay with two stars. Becky defeated Carmella. Obviously, she was going to because you got to make the match for SummerSlam. I went two and a quarter. And the New Day over Sanity, I went two and a half. Uh, okay. We find out shows against the bar next week. That was going to be. So we have. Let's break. Anything else you want to talk about, WWE? I'm sorry I kept you 
uh, talking about it too long. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not even worried if you have something to say because we don't need to talk about it because it's WWE. We're going to break. When we come back, we have four nights of the G1 to go over. And uh, once again, man, we had, we had some fun and we had some blah. But I'm going to eat crow on something. I do want to talk who our MVPs are so far in the tournament. And mathematically, the B-Block already has three people eliminated from the tournament, which I thought was awesomely crazy after five shows from the B-Block. So we'll talk that as well. Don't go away. Rest the cast. Hit the button. Sick of doing those big leagues? We'll try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set us. Your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today, make your first deposit, put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in, play some games, have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything. Everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokes, 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 survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah. We got you covered. Yeah. From WWE, yeah. New Japan, yeah. Ring of Honor, yeah. Impact. Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pints Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate.
Yeah, the man Tomohiro Ishii. Woo! Woo! Was he tight? Every He's the real MVP. No, last week when we talked, I said to you, um, I cannot wait that we're finally on the 28th getting Abushi and Ishii. And you asked yes. me, like, they have a history? And I said, my God, do they have a history? And every time they top it, oh, my God, did they top it again? This match was incredible. I, I can't. More than incredible, man. I, uh, uh, I would say like probably me. in my upper, probably top three of the four nights for sure, if not number one, because they were just slapping the crap out of each other. And the other thing is Ibushi was not scared. I, uh, neither was Ishii, of course, but Ibushi, man, he was going toe-to-toe, headbutt-to-headbutt. Hell, brain-buster to brain-buster to Ishii, and it was a damn treat and a reason why I do love professional wrestling. When when they no-sold brain-busters and stood up shaking their head, I almost yeah. tipped my chin over. <laughs> and, then, and then when Ibushi just got sick of it and throat-punched him, I Snapchatted that. I don't ever Snapchat the G1 in case I'm giving out spoilers to people. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, the, the public need to see that this guy just got punched in the throat. Somebody somebody sent me a message that says, only in Japan does somebody really punch a guy in the throat. Like, Multiple mean, times. <laughs> I thought he was such a Richard for that because he was just going at Ishii's throat. I was like, damn, dude. Like, he, he was totally healing it up, if you will. But he was just wanting to win. He needed those two. He, he gave him that second one, and Ishii just snot flies up. I'm like, God. Um, so let's talk this before, before we kind of just break down the matches, like obviously, so real quick, let's do this. Let's, I'll I'll run through the four nights and just give the results for people that need the results. Then let's just talk about it. Um, because I mean, if we're going to, if we done everything again, you know, last week, I think was, we did it right by not breaking everything down, talking the results and then breaking it after. So, yeah. And for the people scoring at home, I'll give you the quick star rating, too. Um, so the 26th is the first show. Uh, Goto defeated Yano. I went two stars. Nayo defeated Tamatanga. I went two and a half. Zack Sabre beat Ishii. I went three and three quarters. Omega beat Juice. I went three and three quarters. And Sonata beat Abushi. I went four and a half. Um, okay. Then we had Suzuki over Elgin on the 27th. I went three and three quarters. Evil over Page. I went three and three quarters. Folly over White, I went two and a half. Tanahashi over Makabe, I went three and a quarter. And Okada over wow. Yoshihashi, I went four and a half on Okadahashi. Wow. Yoshihashi showed out these two nights. Uh, 28th, I went three and a half on Zack Sabre to- over Tamatanga. I went three and yeah, a half what on... What did you give it? I went three and a half on Zack Sabre Tamatanga. Okay. I really liked it. I think it was the best match for Tamatanga. Uh... Juice and Yano, I thought was awesome. I went three and a half. Uh, obviously, Ibushi and Ishii, I went five. Night over Goto, I went three and three quarters. And Omega over Sonata, I went four. And then lastly, on the, uh, the show last night, Folly over Makabe, I went two stars. And I was being <laughs> gracious with that one. Yeah, I was about uh, to say. Oof. Uh, Jay White over Hangman Page, I went four and three quarters. I loved this match just as much as I loved the other one. Uh, Suzuki over Evil, I went three and three quarters. Uh, Tanahashi over Yoshihashi, I went four and a quarter. Another stellar night from Yoshihashi. And Okada over Elgin, I went three quarters again. 
I thought Okada Alka was great. So those are our results as we went through. So let's let's start with the twenty sixth. Uh, obviously, like I said, go to What's that? No, I'm sorry. I was just I was going to go on a firing squad of rant. But before we went to that, I thought we had a good opener, a nice, strong uh, Goto showing, if you will, especially after the last couple of losses he, he's experienced in the uh, the last few nights. Are you talking about against Toro Yano? Yes. No, I went two stars on it. What did you like that I missed? I thought this. I guess I the one this... thing I liked was Goto just kind of getting everything back on track for him, even though it seemed like it didn't matter at night ten. Um, but uh, no, I you know I thought for what it was, I liked the quickness of it. And you know what I liked about Orion is because a guy actually got pinned after a finisher. There wasn't a yeah. kick out. There wasn't another kick out. There wasn't a false finish. There wasn't a Interference, it was just wham, bam, thank you, GTR, it's over. Like, I'm going to spike you now because I've had enough. I've had to wrestle, you know, long-ass matches the last, you know, two out of the four nights, even though they had a nice break finally, which, you know, probably rejuvenated Goto. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I liked it for that aspect that they the, they won a match with one time of a finisher. Mm-hmm. And- you know, maybe I didn't look at it right, and I I should have looked at it. it was a good squash for a good reason. So maybe I'll, maybe yeah. I'll change my tone. And I just need to go through it. Um, I will say this to you. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you some match ratings, and I want you to tell me that which wrestler is responsible for these ratings. Uh, four stars. Let me go to the next one. Three and a half stars. Um, let me move on here. Uh, three and a half stars. Okay. Three and a half stars, and that's the last of it. So you out, out of those three and a half with Sonata and Abushi. No, that's my match rating for Toro Yano. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. I I 100% agree. Toro like, Yano's had a hell of a hell of a tournament, a la you know Taguchi at the uh, the BOSJ. Um, you know where it's serious. Good comparison. Good comparison. You know, you you made you made my son proud with that comparison. I'm like, hey, what's up? That was tremendous. <laughs> um, like this I, is they're serious for once. You know, it's not they, they. You know, the comedy is there, but it's in light, light for maybe about one percent of the match. And Yanu, you know, and and you say I'm marking out by listening to English commentary. I found out that Yanu has a multiple personalities. I just thought he was just. You know, the Eugene of New Japan. I had no idea this was a whole facade of many multiple personalities. So when Kevin Kelly says that, they said, oh, yeah, you remember one of his personalities, a la Split, the wonderful M. Night Shyamalan surprise of 2017. Watch out for Glass next year. Um, where it was like, oh, yeah, one of his backgrounds, he was an amateur wrestler. And I was like, yeah. oh, tight. And then it was that long-ass eight-minute match where I was like, I'm intrigued. You pulled me in. Let's go, Yanu. Where before I would fast forward all that hijinks and whatever. But hell, him and Ibushi are throwing pads at each other and just beat the crap yeah. out of all four fans. Where I would have fast forward a match like that. But he's serious and he's into it. And I just thought in this route it made sense for Goto to squash him because that's the guy who who has had a chance. Surprisingly, because apparently I suck at calling Goto matches in G1 tournaments. Uh, but uh, I, I thought this was just a good showcase for both. 
Rayano didn't look too bad, but Goto, he was, you know, just is the better wrestler. It, as much as people harp, and I'm one to harp on the Toro Yano being in the G1 thing, this year these matches are welcome. Like, I'm excited to see yeah. what they're going to because everything is different. Like, Agreed. like what, you know, Ju, I can't remember what Juice did, and he only ended up using one hand, and he's holding up the cast. He's like, I never used it. You know, and, yeah. and then <laughs> he goes for pulp friction, and they keep spinning and spinning, and Juice is like, what the hell? And he's freaking out because he just keeps spinning with them. Like, obviously, we talked to Ishii and Yano. I went four stars on that. Yano's throwing belly-to-bellies and stuff. Like, yeah. I went back and watched when it was it was Nakamura versus uh, Togi Makabe. And, uh, God, this was 2012, I think. And Toriyano turns on Great Bash Heel because he was with Honma and Makabe, and he joins Nakamura. And those are the initial two that started chaos. Okay. And Yano's doing no comedy whatsoever. He's got bleach blonde hair, and he's in there just beating the hell out of Togi Makabe. And I'm like, God, this guy was good. I can't discredit him for being able to transition to somebody who doesn't have to take the bumps and still put on matches that are entertaining. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't knock for it because if you watch old Yano, that dude can work. He wasn't bad. It was kind of like how everyone put over back in the day, how, how entertaining Takashi uh, Azuka was. Whereas now, you know, he's the guy who comes down with the iron claw and he's like a Pokemon <laughs> on a chain, you know, which is a gimmick. That dude was a really good worker when he first started. It just he found something that worked, and you know you can't really discredit that. If it's you know if I could make a living being Toro Yano in wrestling, why would I complain? Exactly. You know exactly. And on the nights that's called, you know, or in this case, the seventeen nights that are called for you to wrestle, um, you know, you can do that. And then on your tag matches, which you know I admit, you know, I watch every now and then, unless you know Jay White's on it, then I will be watching. Uh, that's when you can do your comedy. Where the G1, you know, tournament matches, you know, it, it's called for a different Yano. And, and like you said, we, we applaud everything that he's doing. I mean, yes, he's gotten, you know, a win here and there. But, uh, you know, for sure, one of the highlights of this tournament so far in a in a stream of nothing but highlights, per se. Even though, like you did say, you know, before commercial break, though, there have been some matches and some nights where you're just like, huh? Yeah, there has been some down. Um, I do want to bring up one, 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 or two matches that I really. Well, I mean, I guess you could say three that were that were really fun. Um, obviously, Zack Saber Tomaru Ishii was fun. I love the yeah. transition into the armbar where Ishii tapped. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Omega Juice was good, but it wasn't as good as last year's, so that kind of hurt it for me because last year's when Juice got the victory, it was. I mean, I think it went five stars in that match. I hey, you know what? I actually have my I have my board right in front of me. Hold on. Nice. Chris Robinson. Let's see. Uh, Kenny Omega Juice Robinson. I went four stars on it. I thought I went higher. Um, I went three and a quarter on this one. But you know, the the one the one thing is you know you know you congratulate him after. But you get to that main event. How fun was Sonata Abushi? The it way that was That end stretch was a thing of beauty. I didn't know who was flipping what, 
who was, you know, into a neck breaker, who was getting, you know, need in the face. Um, but, but Sonata, my gosh, that, that was just a beautiful 40-second sequence to end it, uh, not only for making uh, Abushi pretty much go limp uh, in the skull end, but for him just to get up and, and go for the moonsault um, after, again, Abushi was just physically out. Kudos to him for selling. Uh, it, that, that was just a hell of a match. I thought, um, again, a, a star-making match for Sonata. He is showing, you know, as he did last year, um, where I think he's at the same point total at this time as well. Um, you know, it starts off strong and, you know, kind of split in the back end. But I think him and Evil are going to, you know, kind of direct their path. And it's it's going to be fun in the, the, the latter half of this tournament. I'm going to the 27th. Suzuki Elgin, I went three and three quarters. Like I said, it was it was fun. Uh, Evil, Haley and Page. Great, great sequence at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a it was a nice shot. finish, and yeah, when he hit that, I was like, "God!" And Suzuki looks so damn like was beautiful. He looks so damn sadistic when he pins these guys too. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, I'm gonna do this right now and eat crow. I talked about him a lot, and I thought about it, and it, and if it wasn't Nakamura, Tanahashi, or Okada, I think I'm wrong. Bad luck, folly sucks. <laughs> like I I see him against Nakamura and Tanahashi and Okada and even Ishii and I'm like this dude has four or five star matches like this guy's not that bad people need to give him a chance this G1 I have never seen somebody who's lacked effort as much as him like he just doesn't seem to try don't their shirts say it all though Mm-hmm. And like my thing like, is, is why would you do heelish stuff against the biggest heel in your company? Uh, to me, it just made no, it, it didn't make anyone look good. To me, this was just a dud of a match. And and if you're gonna go that route, there should have been a hell of a lot more cheating. Yeah. So well, with those two guys. Chaos, <laughs> well, they, I mean, I mean, to be fair, they don't like them, so. Correct. But where's 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 Yo at least? Come on, he's at least trying to groom Yo. At least show a little bit of love. Here's here's my thing: is if it came down to it, I almost would rather have a guy like Yujiro in here instead of Folly. Yeah. I mean, at least you know you watch those tags. There was a fun tag with Abushi and um, Yujiro on the. I think it was the night thirty undercard. Might have been uh, or the night eleven undercard. Like at least it was Yujiro was working over. Oh yeah, it was Yo and Goto. I watched against. Yeah, it was it was uh, the, the show for Monday. It was it was Yo and Goto against Abushi and Yujiro was one of the the prelim tanks. You got got to watch everything, uh, story reason wise, and like even Yujiro is like directing traffic with Yo when he when they're just working mid match. And I'm like, at least he tries. Like Fale just he gets hit and he can barely stand up half uh I don't know. I, I praise him because he's had a lot of great matches, but a lot of it was me trying to fight fight you 
when you didn't watch his matches to get you to watch his matches. So I was just saying things. Yeah. And I think I got a little too egregious and over the top, but I'm going to eat the crow this right now. This tournament isn't helping. It was all the WCW booking and that they're doing with the firing squad. Um, <laughs> so do you do you want the Tokyo Pimp, Taichi, or um, – or uh, what was it? What's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Chase. What? Chase Owens. Yes, Chase Owens. I wanted to say Chase Daniels. Yes, the wonderful Chase Owens. Out of those three, who do you think deserves it instead of a bad luck folly? Who would you slide in? Not deserves it. That's bad. You, who would you, you slide in? That. So you said Yujiro Chase, and who was the third? Uh, Taichi. The, the newer um, heavyweight in the class. I would probably do Taichi because I think it would make the most sense so you could get him the push because you moved him to heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I think that's right. Uh, Okada Yoshihashi. Even though uh, wins and losses don't matter in uh, at least WWE, but uh, in a tournament they do. Uh, even though he's compiled more L's, um, pretty damn good matches. I, I, I did enjoy him and Evil um, on, on night 10 here as well. Or 9, sorry. Well, obviously, bringing up night 11, you know, jumping the gun. I mean, I went four and a quarter on Paige and Jay White. Yeah. The, yeah. That he was, yeah. Where he couldn't do the flip clothesline. Adam Page, you yeah, know, we said it. And here, here's the thing, too, is Adam Page, just like Juice Robinson, is not winning matches, but he's looking good in everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. Every match he's and coming up. And looking- chanting for him. Like, mm-hmm. not Bullet Club, like, but they were saying Adam Page. Like, his name, not even Hangman. They were, like, cheering his name. So, I mean, he's definitely respecting uh, the, the audience out there in Japan. For the beauty of this tournament is – you know, okay, obviously there's usually three, four guys that are going to be in line to win this thing. But, you know, if you show up and you show out, you will get recognized for it. And Juice did it last year, and look at He's got a title right now. Yeah. You know, he's just showing out right now. Who knows what's what's next for him? So I, I love it. I think he's doing tremendous. I have an overall question then for you. What's the biggest surprise so far um, through, uh, what is it, uh, 11 nights um, that, uh, that Omega is undefeated, that there's already three eliminations, or that a certain ace is back on top in a, I would say, rather weakened block A? Um, what, what's kind of the, the big headline so far out of this first half? Obviously, you mentioned the eliminations. The fact that Juice and Tamatanga are both mathematically eliminated because they can only finish yeah. at ten. Points, whereas Kenny Omega though has ten and he's beat both of them, so he already has the tiebreaker. It, you know, Tamatanga who changed a lot of people's brackets and predictions because of the the angle at the Cow Palace made a lot of people yeah. think that he was going to do a lot more, me included. And Juice, Juice is one I didn't think it would matter because I think it was already booked as it was. But I thought those are two guys that would have at least gotten some more points, Tamatanga especially. Toriano being yeah. mathematics. Toriano technically isn't eliminated. If he beats Kenny and wins out and Kenny loses out and everybody above him doesn't win, he can get to 10 points and win, which won't happen. But I think, <laughs> like, I think like that, that means, 
Yeah, that means Naito can't win any more matches. Um, Abushi, Saber, and Sonata can only win one more time. Like that's not going to happen. They have four more yeah. shows left. Um, you know, so I just—it's one of those things where where I don't. I think that might be one of the most telling things. I think if you really want to go into it, I think the the fact that I arguably think my MVP is is Toriano might be my biggest shock of the tournament. And, you know, there's no show tonight, but there's one tomorrow, August 1st. Yano's, Yano's got Naito. Yano's Naito, got Sonata. Yeah. He's got Sonata. He's got Kenny Omega. And the last night he's got Tamatanga. All four of those matches, those four dudes can all do that Toro Yano style and do it well. This yes. dude's going to have a great tournament. But I will say, when you want to talk nice they nine under two wins in that stretch of matches. <sighs> well, I think he's going to get one for sure against Naito, or does he upset Omega for Naito to tie him? I think him Even beating Omega has the tiebreaker. I guess so. I guess that wouldn't matter. I would love to see him beat Kenny to stop Kenny's momentum. Okay. Because here's the kicker is so so Naito say Naito wins out, right? And Yano beats Omega. And Omega now go, so so let's let's look at this. So Naito beats Yano gets to ten points. Omega beats Saber gets to twelve. Then then uh Naito beats Abushi, he gets to twelve, Omega beats Ishii gets to fourteen. Second to last night, Naito defeats Sonata, gets the 14. Yano beats Omega, which then keeps Omega at 14. Naito beats Saber and gets the 16. Now Kenny Omega has to beat Kota Ibushi to win the block. So now your main event needs... Science. Now I think there's a chance to that we could see Ishii beat Omega because then you could make Ishii get a title shot. And then you counter that. What's that? No, I said, which would be well-deserved. And then you could counter that loss by having Sonata beat Naito to give Sonata the big win over his, his LIJ leader. And then that way you could still go the same route where you could have a Toro Yano beat Omega and bring it down to the last night. And which, you know, if, if you do it correctly, Zack Sabre's got six, Naito's got eight. With Naito taking the loss to Sonata, Sabre, see, but Sabre's got to beat Omega then. So I think, I don't know, I think Sabre, I think we're going to go down to the night where where we're going to see Naito beat, beat Zack Sabre. And then it's going to be all up to Kenny Omega. He's got to get a win or a draw. No, he's got, yeah, he's got to get a win to beat Abushi, otherwise Naito wins the block. I think that's what, huh. what it's going to up to on the last night. Is Okada, uh, with the recent streak he's been on, does he have a, uh, a shot at, at kind of reclaiming the A block? I still think he wins it. And I think the proof's in the pudding because he wrestles Tanahashi on the last show. Yeah. Two points back. Tanahashi right now, ten points. He's got ten. Um, here, this is what's crazy is is 
Tana's got 10, but then you got Jay White, Minoru Suzuki, uh, Kazuchika, Okada, and Evil all at eight points. Yep. You Minoru get to these Suzuki, last. Have a you, you, get to, uh, you get to the end here. Jay White wrestles Evil on that last show. Hmm. So this could be something along the lines of if so say Jay White beats Evil and he gets to X amount of points. So let's let's um so I mean let's talk this out here. So Jay White defeats Yoshihashi, he gets to ten. Tanahashi loses to Evil. Evil's now at ten, Tanahashi's at ten, and Okada beats Suzuki. So that puts Suzuki at eight and puts Okada at ten. So now we got Evil, Okada, Jay White, and, and Tanahashi at 10. We go mm-hmm. to the second. You have Okada beat Evil. That puts Okada to 12, keeps Evil at 10. Tana beats Elgin. He stays at, at he gets to 12. Jay White now beats Togi Makabe. He gets to 12. Now you get to the last night. And, and you get wow. Yoshihashi hanging the page. No, I I guess the way I looked at this in a so, hmm, because because then if Jay White defeats Evil, it doesn't matter what happens because he has a tiebreak over Tanahashi and Okada. Mm-hmm. So he needs to get to some point where, or maybe Jay, you know what happens is maybe Jay White. I don't know. I just I feel it's gonna there, something's gonna happen where it comes down to the Jay White Evil and Tana Okada match will be the decider. And I think it'll become more clear next week when we come back and talk to you guys, because next week there's only going to be three shows left. Um, after we, we intervene together because the, there'll be two B block and two a block shows. So we'll have one a block show left and two B block shows. So, so next week we really get to play math and break things down, which excites me. But, um, I mean, we talked Abushi Ishii, five stars, no doubt. Um, Yoshihashi, though, man, like I said, I went four and a half against Okada. I went four and a quarter against that Tanahashi. Was I, that was a match I sacrificed. I, I read some good notes on it. Uh, surprising, but yeah, kind of what a lot of people were saying, kind of in a nutshell. Hashi kind of bringing it. What I kind of noticed, though, the day before, though, um, I don't know why my voice just cracked, but uh, the day before, kind of in that tag match where it was Gato and and um, and, and Okada versus ha- uh, Hashi and someone, uh, but like Okada was like, what? Show wasn't it? The show pin Gato, if I remember, with that German. Well, was it? Um, well, where like Okada was like throwing the towel at him, just kind of being like a Chertiyoshi, pretty much. Like, kind of before the match, just kind of playing around with them. And I was like, okay. And that's where I kind of respected these tag matches where I'm like, oh, they're just leading. That's their storyline. That's their weekend promo, week by week, Monday Night Raw promo is to do stuff in those tag matches in between shows. That's how you further that stuff, or at least for that next match. If if you have time, watch these tag matches because they are just like Alex said, they are storyline driven to these single matches. Yeah. I mean, they really, there's some so really you interesting puzzles in that. So you know, it's like you talked about. You know, we we both mentioned the the Yo J White thing. Is it's an entertaining little storyline going on. So you yeah. didn't watch Shinokata. 
No, not yet. That that was the one I had to sacrifice due to time. So, there's a callback to Wrestle Kingdom 6 in this match, which was Okada's first match back from his TNA excursion as Okado. <laughs> and it was it was him and Yoshihashi one on one. It's their first match after being young lions together, because these guys are both young lions at the same time, which has got to piss Yoshihashi off. That Okada is oh, yeah. where he is, but they uh, in the middle of this match, Okada the first time he ever did the Rainmaker and how he beat Yoshihashi at Wrestle Kingdom Six was he did the Rainmaker and he fell fell with it and bumped with the clothesline. It looked terrible. He does it to Yoshihashi in this match and then does the laziest Rainmaker pose laughing at Yoshihashi as he tries to pin him off of it. I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> like, yeah. what a call. And by the way, shout out to Okada and, and Elgin where Okada spun him off the opposite arm yep. and did a 360 Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. I love how he was taunting his muscles. Yeah, when they were doing that shoulder box. <laughs> you know, Okada's starting to kind of come into his own with this new gimmick. I don't know where it's going to go. And I don't know if I like it, but I can tell you I'm definitely interested in it. And I think that's the best part. Does he still do the balloons at Fast Forward as his uh, entrances the last two shows he had? Instead of um, getting on the apron and pointing his fingers in the air like an indie indie face to the music change, he shot the balloons into the sky. That had the helium. Oh wow! Again, his hair though looks finally the good shade of red, dark, like his soul. Uh, you know, once again, he continues to win. He did not have Gato out there with him. No. You think that's the Wrestle Kingdom match, him versus Gato, the end no, of an I, era? We go to do. If we get to Tokyo and we're watching Okada Gato, I'm going to be pissed. Why? I don't want to. That match is gonna like. I don't know if Okada can make that a four star match. Gato's not good anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I I want. I I'm still in the minority that hopes there's a slight chance we get Okada Jericho when we go. Who would Who wouldn't want that that fresh matchup? That would be dope. Ooh. That'd be really Shut good. Up. Z- shout out to Zeke. He's buying the. Uh, he's getting the getting it all. He- he's paying for everything. I think in October. So hopefully well, Russell Kingdom tickets on sale soon, so he can buy those. Uh, the-, the Zeke trade, because he got like a crazy ass credit limit. So I was like, <laughs> why don't you just buy everybody's and we'll pay you? And he's like, gabba gabba tight. I was like, all right, tight. Yoshihashi. <laughs> When it's all said and done, does he have a strong back end of 2018 with the tournament, especially with the last couple of matches he's had? That happened last year. Remember how excited we were for Yoshihashi after the G1 last year? I would never be excited. Come on. Who are you talking to or about? <laughs> I can who are you doing this? I've been pulling cars here. I'm pulling them up right now. Where, where the hell? Yoshihashi. Let's see. Bat he had against Fale at a two and a half, Goto he had three and a quarter, Abushi at a four, Ishii at a three and a half, Makabe three and a half, 
Yuji Nagata had three and three quarters. Naito he had a four. You gotta be kidding me. He had a two and a half. And uh, Tanahashi had three and three quarters. Isn't it weird that I appreciate Tanahashi with each match that I watch of his in this tournament? He's the epitome of big match. Like, when it matters, he shows up. Honestly, to me, he's the definition of tranquilo. Playing air guitar, just as relaxed, and just, like, wins matches. That's the one thing I look at, like, when I watch uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, is I think about when when I've been in the ring, and, like... Everything's moving so fast. And then I watch Tanahashi. He does like a high cross body and he lands it. He does like, he jumps middle ropes, does a 180 turn, high cross body, rolls through the high cross body, gets on one knee and does an air guitar and then throws it to the crowd. Like that dude is so <laughs> cool, collected. I'm yeah. like, God, I wish I was like that. That'd have made my wrestling career so much easier. If you had to correlate Hiroshi Tanahashi to any anime character, who would it be? Gohan. <laughs> wow, someone drew him as an anime and it looks tight. He does look like a real life anime character. Like, that's the purpose of his gimmick, right? Oh my god, when he beat uh, Yoshihashi on the 30th last night, yeah. so many women. Like, get wipe your face on my towel. Yeah, like, you see the young lions like back up on the on the guardrails. Like, all right, ladies. Yeah, they were like, call, maybe you need like, the towel. Rollins walked into your house. Yeah, gosh, I can never show Jen Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> I mean, I'm just in love with his, his hair. Yeah, thank God it's back to normal. Not like yeah. it was when he. My dad is a heel wrestler. <laughs> I love that. Alex, are we we going on Friday? Friday or Saturday, depending right, on what Friday. your schedule looks like. We'll be on talking to you guys. Uh, next week, though, G1 is probably going to take precedent earlier because we got to break down all these mathematical eliminations. What happens yes, if yes. person beats person B? We're playing Bill Nye the Science Guy next week. I'm going to have a big spreadsheet out that's going to piss Alex off with all the numbers I'm going to have written on it. <laughs> no, I'm excited to learn. This is going to be be exciting. By the way, in my tournament bracket so far, I had Okada with 10 points, Evil, Fale at 8, along with Hangman, Page, Suzuki, and White. So I got about 20% of that right. And then um, in the B block... Um, I had Goto with zero points, Abushi at eight, Ishii at four, which I was right on that. Naito oh. at four, which what the hell? Naito at four. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised by that, even though I have them kind of getting back into it. Uh, Omega at six, Robinson at six, Saber at six, Sonata at two, and Tonga at eight so far. Yeah, Tama Tonga was somebody I had high. Apparently, you're <laughs> all about that fifty WWE booking, <laughs> Alex. We need to, we need yeah, I totally e-booked this G1 tournament. Yikes. So-and-so, this is so-and-so. They got to be so-and-so because everybody's got to have equal wins or losses because we don't want anybody to get over. Stupid <laughs> WWE. God, that's the problem WWE. Everybody's got to be, oh, let's make them 500, even though our one of our biggest faces is the biggest bully in the company, Braun Strowman. 
<laughs> He's a bully. Minus five stars. <laughs> Alex, thank you for, for coming on late night. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Thank you, everybody, who ordered a shirt off of strongstylemedia.com. Um, you're going to order more, but we'll let you know when because we're going to have shirts to order um, in August our store. Uh, they they arrived August 15th, yep. So we have sizes available. We're going to get it all changed on the website. Um, just waiting on a couple things on some of the orders. But, yeah, August 13th we'll have the shirts in stock. They'll be out to you. Uh, if we need to ship the shirt, it'll be it'll be that week. So, yeah, also, I got the we'll probably be putting. We'll be putting on the Twitter. Uh, we're gonna reach out to you guys. We're we're gonna say who do you want us to try to interview at All In? Uh, you know, as All In is fastly approaching, Ryan, uh, here within uh, about twenty nine days. That's crazy. Yeah, we got like three or four interview spots with with the the guys that are working the All In show. So, oh, we got some interviews coming. Yeah, and that's the only question. If you're coming to, you know, if you're going to All In and you bought a shirt, uh, if you would rather just pick it up there instead of a shipping it, we can pick. You know, we can have you pick it up at the at the booth. Yeah. We gotta, you know, we're gonna be interviewing somebody at at that booth. So, if you're a WrestleCast fan, come check it out. Who isn't a WrestleCast fan? Who isn't a, a fan of the technical legend, Ryan um, Cook? What do you got going on tomorrow night on SportsCast Radio? Uh, tomorrow night, I believe his name is Josh Foreman. Don't quote me. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Tennessee Titans coming in, giving us a little bit of a Tennessee oh, Titans. Jordan Titans. Yeah, that's, this Titan is like up. Jordan's, like, um, his, like, swan song since he'll be transitioning out of SportsCast into Webmaster. Um so he, he's pretty excited. I may have another guest lined up that we're going to talk to as well, uh, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a random show tomorrow. There's not a lot going on. There's some little trades. Logan Twins traded Logan Lynn to the Yankees, officially saying the Twins gave up. Wait, does that mean I can come back to Sportscast Radio? Hey, I I got a revolving door, man. I would love it. I I'm hoping between between you and Elijah and Demetrius. We can just make some fun, fun shows every week. And uh, uh, the band getting back together. Yep. Hey, those are the, it's the OGs, man. Me and you with it. We we do it. We we might do three shows a week then. I'm fine with that. And we got four. Uh, the pop cultures will be coming back this week. Um, yes. A little superstar pickup, if you will. Uh, but some interesting, fun stuff. A lot of movies. Mission. <coughs> pardon me. Mission Impossible Four. Uh, we saw, we saw uh, also, sorry to bother you, I saw Skyscraper, which I will say this, Skyscraper was A, better than what I thought about uh, going in, and B, it's the most live-action Incredibles movie that you could ever see on a big screen. Trust me. Uh, find out uh, this Thursday? Not Wednesday this week, but Thursday. Doing some fine-tuning blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Sorry, I got some cashews in my throat, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up? City just wanted to jump in and say hello, as always. I'm excited. I'm excited. 
rocking and rolling. We got some fun stuff. So catch Sportscast tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Pop Culture is on Thursday night. And I'm going to get Alex on here. We're doing this mid-year award show, whether we do it Friday or Saturday. I'm going to go kidnap his ass if I have to. Yeah. (laughs) We got some great stuff for you guys. Catch us. uh, StarkStyleMedia.com website is being revamped. Should be going in the next couple weeks here, rocking and rolling. So I'm excited. Thank you all for listening late night. Catch us next week. We out.